This is the Dish Happens Podcast on the Jennifer Tebow Radio Channel. We bring sports flavor to your ear, G-O-A-T, greatest of all time style. Join us each week as our guests and hosts deliver GOAT Talk to you. This is where it all happens. And now get ready for your hosts, Chris Dishman and Jennifer Dr. J. Tebow. Hello, and welcome to the Dish Happen Podcast, brought to you by GoatSkills.com. I am Coach Chris Dishman. And I am Jennifer Dr. J. Tebow, and welcome to our podcast. Well, Coach Dishman, this is a big week in high school football, if you're a senior. Yes, it is. Yes, so, it is. And it's a big week for parents also, because now your, your dreams now come reality. You get your kids signed up to a good, good university or college. And getting a good education. So February 6th is the official signing date. This is when you see people in the gyms, the cheerleaders out, cheering on the guys who are moving on to college with a full scholarship. The NLI will be signed February 6th and be a lot of happy tears flying around. Absolutely. That national letter of intent. That's the goal, right? Now, you know, we go to games and high school games and people are cheering the kids on. The parents that really know what's up to me, the wins are great. But that national letter of intent, that's the moment I think everyone's really working for. It's what they should be, not yelling at the refs and all that stuff. <laughs> well, you're absolutely right, because I remember in, way back when, and when I came out, my mom and dad, how happy they, were, they was that I was able to get a scholarship to uh, Purdue University. Okay, so you and I talked about this quite a bit uh, when USA Today came out with an article this past football season, October 2018. Uh, loved the article. Uh, it created lots of conversation, probably not just between you and I, but lots of college coaches and student athletes and their parents all across the country. The article was titled Recruiting Column, 10 Simple Recruiting Tips That Will Make a Difference. And they, gave, they really gave 10 tips. So I thought it'd be fun for our audience to go through those 10 great tips, but hear your perspective as a coach that's coached all over this country and recruited all over this country, just to hear your take on those tips and some input that maybe the article doesn't have, or just, I want the Coach Dishman flair to the article. Well, the, Are you game for that? I'm game for it. Okay, so the first tip on the article is start the recruiting process early. So number one, did they get that right? Is yes. that truly number one? That is truly the number one tip because that way you can sign up for the, uh, go to the NCAA eligibility center, make sure you signed up, uh, go into your counselor, make sure about your core classes and everything else. But that is the number one uh, tip that you should do. And let's see when, now it's my understanding, I, you know, I've, I follow basketball a little bit more closely, girls basketball over football for the recruiting process, but there is a clearinghouse and people can register for it. And what's the earliest that they can register? Because in basketball, it's, it's September 1. It's like as soon as you become a freshman. Yes, that's, that's the earliest you can register. What I loved about the clearinghouse is that it gives information about what to expect to parents. It's a great source of information. Um, a lot of people don't realize that that resource is actually there. So getting it early helps them, I think, plan. So I do like that tip as well because it helps parents plan. And all the what if, what should I do, a lot of it's covered in there. Yes, it is. And that's a good, good tool to use. All right. So, okay. So starting early. So now you started early. If, if, if you followed it, you started early. You got your information. Number two tip from USA Today they say, don't waste your time on the wrong schools. 
Well, that's absolutely true. And what they mean by that is don't, if you know that a school that you're not interested in, don't sit there and lead the guy on, lead the recruiter on. Don't have them come to your house, come to your school, and uh, you know that you that's not the school that you plan on attending. Because everyone, you know, when you're five-star, four-star, and three-star guys, you have your pretty much pick of a litter what school you want to go to. And if you're that big guy, the heavy recruited guy, don't lead guys on. If you know you're not going to their school, be upfront and honest with the guys and tell them, look, I'm not coming there. I'm going to these. These are my first five choices. And that way, you can just leave it at that. Don't try to be a guy who, this is my, thank God, this is my 50th offer. Okay. You, know <laughs> you and saying? I talk about that a lot. You hate reading that yes, on Twitter. Wait, no, tell everyone, how does it go? How does the tweet go? Because you've seen it so much. <laughs> well, the start, first of all, they start off by thanking God that this is my uh, 50th offer from the university of whatever school. Instead of, you know, just get the right offer. Don't worry about how many offers. And that's what I tell kids. Don't worry about how many offers. Just get the right offer. Get the right offer that your family, that you and your family can be satisfied with and go with that. I've always said a college scholarship is like going to heaven. It's, you can only do it by yourself and you, and only you get in there once. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> to collect offers, that's cool and all, but that's not that's truly not the goal. What does a student do? How do they figure out what's right for them? Like should they be coming up with criteria for themselves? Well, like, well they should. They should go in and set a list. Get a. Uh, this is what I want from the school. I want to see if they uh, offer my major. I want to see if I can fit in with the players. I want to fit. It, I want to see if if the coach leave, if I still can be the, uh, one of the guys. I want to see if if the school itself is a great environment for me. So before you go on your official visit, I think people should go on a, on an unofficial visit. Go and visit the school that you like without going through the football side. Go and visit the school itself, and that way you can see if that school is right for you. Then when you go into your official visit, everybody's official visit is always great because the coaches are there to make sure you have a great time. So go before your official visit and just don't even go football-related. Go through the student union building. Go walk through the campus. Go meet some of the professors that you're trying to, uh, whatever your major in, and see that, that if that's the school for you. That's such a good point that you make. Um, I've heard some ridiculous reasons why kids have turned down a school because maybe it was too hot <laughs> or maybe it was too cold where the school was. And I don't know. That's not a – I wouldn't think that would be a priority. But regardless, I can't judge your list, but I think you're right. Make a list. No matter what it is, make your priority list and stick to it and don't waste anybody's time. Okay. Number three on USA Today's list of tips, an online profile won't get you recruited. <laughs> well, yeah, that's absolutely true. So no matter how many times people have saw your YouTube video or know how many times someone has retweeted you uh, making a backflip by catching a football or you working out with your shirt off or doing footwork drills, that don't, you know, no matter how many times people retweet that, that would not get you a college scholarship, you know, as College coaches, we look at the intangibles. We want to see if you're a leader, see if you're a self-motivator, if you can motivate yourself. Uh, We're going to talk to your high school coach. We're going to talk to your high school counselor and see what type of person you are. So 
some of these profiles, there's recruiting services, and I'm not knocking the services. I think the services, many of them probably offer valuable tools for people, but that profile by itself, it's not going to get you recruited. Like, are, is that part of your system, uh, Coach Dishman, when you're looking to recruit a child? Do you, a student athlete, are you looking at potentially something other than huddle? Are you looking for some recruiting profile out there by a recruiting service? No. No, I am strictly going to your high school coach. I am going through your high school counselor, and I want to know the person. I know the athlete. I done saw you on film. I done saw you at your games. I done saw you at practice. So right now I'm trying to get to know the person. Okay, very good. Good advice. Okay, now you talked about video. Tip number four on the article is have a quality video ready for college coaches to view. I'm going to guess that video is connected to your huddle. That's what I'm going to guess. But tell me about this quality video, the well, do's and the don'ts. <laughs> well, first and foremost, put music on there without words, first and foremost. Uh, point, make sure you have some type of highlight or pointer that is pointed towards you. And put your best plays first. Don't have coaches go searching for plays to see uh, what is good and what is bad. Put your best plays forward there first. And don't make it this 15, 20-minute video. Make about a seven-minute video at best and let it roll. All right. So I've heard you while you're watching video. I've heard you. And you said, why did this person put this particular clip? It does not help them. So how does a person, like, how, how do you pick the right clips for yourself? Well, let's just go defensive back. Defensive backs, of course, you have to put interception, knockdowns. We want to be able to see you tackle. Um, receivers, let's just go to see you catching touchdowns, high-pointing balls, uh, juking people. Running backs, we want to see you your burst through the hole, jukes. People, defensive line, we want to see you get off, see how fast you get off on the ball, tackles. Um, let's say offensive linemen, we want to see if you can pancake block, if you can pull, anything like that. Quarterbacks, of course, we want to see you throw, if you can make the right decisions. So it's all kind of stuff that you can put on there that's be able to highlight, and that's what it's called a highlight. You want your best plays. Go through your best plays possible out of this your 12-game season. Or We don't care if it's if – it's, 12 to 15 plays in one game, as long as you have your best plays. All right. So would it be out of the question if a student athlete is visited by a coach, a coach comes into their school for a student athlete just to ask, coach, what should I put on my film? Would that be a crazy thing for a student athlete to do? No, because every every coach is going to give you some type of advice. So uh, take it. <laughs> yeah, so take the advice that each coach gives you. So it's okay to ask the coach, say, hey, what do you look for in, say, a defensive back. Ask the coach, what are you looking for in a defensive back? What kind of qualities do I have that you like? And that coach should be able to answer. Now, ask the coach, what can I work on? He should be able to give you an answer there. So now, as a coach, I see that you are engaged of what you want to do in life. So that therefore, I'm going to engage more with you. That way, we can have that feedback with each other. And that actually dovetails into tip number five at USA Today. Don't be afraid to ask for help yes and do you find student athletes ask for help like where is it 50 50 do more ask fewer ask would you like to see more ask for help i would like to see more ask um, because as a coach we go in there and talk to the kid we 
ask them questions, but we always get answers. We never get questions asked back to us. I would like to see a kid be engaged in his recruiting process, not letting the recruiting process engage him. That he that now that shows me that he is a leader, that he is taking control over his life or what his recruiting process is, and be able to ask me questions of where's your school at, what are you planning on doing, what style defense you running, how are you going to use me. So now that I'm knowing I have to be on my P's and Q's and tell them, okay, this is how I'm going to use you, this is what I want. And therefore, when he comes on my campus, I know exactly what he's looking for and exactly how to are treating. Okay, excellent. And then tip number six, NCAA Division One is not the only option. No, it's not. Now, I think, I think mamas and I think daddies, I think they have these little dreams, just like when the child is little, it's a doctor or lawyer, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so then I think when you're in sports, it's Division One, like that. That is the top, and it's a shame we do that because there are quality programs, and and the right fit is out there, and it doesn't necessarily have a Division One tag on it. So, how do you like? What's your best advice to student athletes and their parents to get them to see beyond Division One? Uh, free education. <laughs> That's my best advice. <laughs> best two words. Uh, yeah, free education. No matter if it's D1, D2, FCS, FBS, whatever the uh, letters and the numbers are, as long as it's a free education, that your child is going to get a free education from a university or a college of their choice. Oh, stress on their yeah. choice. <laughs> on their choice. They can get a free education to their college no matter where they want to go their choice in getting a free education. Okay, so I'm reading between the lines. Mom and daddy is their choice. choice. <laughs> the student's <laughs> choice. The student athlete's choice. They have to live in that environment, that community is their choice. choice. Okay. All right. Now tip number seven was don't rely on someone else to find your scholarship. And I'll and I'll, before I let you talk, I will just say I think next week a lot of excuses start coming in. Right. I think if you didn't sign or maybe you don't have the offers, there's a tendency to play the blame game. So and so didn't show my footage. I didn't play enough. You know, I I hear a lot of that through the years Mm -hmm. right after the signing time. And so that's why I think this tip, I like it because it puts ownership back on the student athlete that don't rely on someone else to find your scholarship. True. You should never rely on anyone else to, to help you. You should help yourself. And the best thing I can say on on that tip is don't rely on your high school coach. Get out there. Send your emails. Send your emails to the school you want to go to. Uh, Find out the coach's email address and send your highlight tape. Make sure that you pass the ACT and SAT. Make sure that you are signed up on the clearinghouse. Make sure that your GPA is high enough that matches your SAT and ACT, and that way you can get a college scholarship. A lot of people say, oh, it's the coach's fault. He didn't show my highlight. But you got a 2.1, and your SAT score is 870. That's not going to cut it. More academically sound. Right. So don't blame the coach because he didn't show your film. Blame the person in the mirror saying that I didn't do what I had to do. And that goes back to that first tip. Starting early so that you know what you're supposed to be doing from the beginning. Okay, very good. All right. So excuses, throw them in the trash. (laughs) That's it. Tip number eight was 
academics matter. It kind of dovetails right into that. So there are these requirements that no matter what, if you're an NCAA, NAIA, wherever you are, there are going to be academic requirements. So it's important to know them. Right. <laughs> early. <laughs> real early. So you got to make sure you have your core classes. Got to make sure you take the SAT and the ACT early. So that way you can have that early. If you have to take it again, then you can take it again. But what you want to do is make sure that your GPA is high enough if you're not a test taker. Make sure your GPA is high enough. That way when you take the ACT and the SAT, you won't put a lot of pressure on you that you have to score uh 1080 or you got to score 1200 all because you have a low GPA. So they have the sliding scale. You can go into the NCAA.org and get the sliding scale. And you should be every month or every semester, you should be looking at the sliding scale compared to your GPA, your core and your cumulative GPA right now. That way you can keep up with your own records. You don't have to worry about no one else. Keep up with your own stuff. When do you recommend people take the SAT, ACT, best of all worlds? Sophomore year. Sophomore year. Very good. I say sophomore year. Start that way, taking it. Start taking it. Uh, go online, have practice tests, go on the practice test, do all that. Um, and that's your sophomore year, you need to start taking it. And that way you can have it out the way. All right. So now take me down this path. You get a tip on your phone. There's this great student athlete at XYZ school. And someone sends you a link to their huddle. You see the huddle and it's amazing. The next thing you do is what? Go to the academic counselor, go to the school, go to the high school coach, and I go to the academic counselor because I want to make sure that kid can stay in school. I don't want to get all the oohs and the ahs. Uh, he's running a 4-3-40, but he has a, a 2.0 GPA. That's not going to help. you know. If he can jump out the gym, they have a 2.1 GPA. That's not going to help us. Well, you're not going to be able to sell that student athlete because what a lot of people don't realize is you see a great student athlete and you have to go back to your staff and talk about who should get an offer. Right, because it becomes a number game. It becomes, and that's what a lot of kids don't understand, it becomes a number game. And you have to be able to fit everyone, every school have a certain amount of scholarships, have at a certain amount of positions. And I will have to sell you to the head coach or to the coordinator Hey, I like this kid because of this. He have high academic standards. He's a leader on and off the field. He's great in the community. Uh, he do community service. He's a church-going person. Um, I have to sell the best you. So it's like, I don't want to say like buying a car, but it's, it's I have to sell you the best way I know how. That way we can put you on the board just to get you on our board, you know, Athletically, you can get on our board, but first thing you're going to ask, what is his grade? Where's his transcript? And I will have to pull your transcript, tell them about your grades. And if you have low grades, then you, as, as fast as you get on our board, it's as fast as you get off our board. That's right. No matter how fast you are on the field. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's important for people to know. Good. Okay. Tip number nine, develop a game plan and be persistent. Do you find people just that there are many student athletes that didn't that just didn't have a plan? I do find that, and you have to be, like he said, persistent. You have to be constantly checking yourself, making sure that you're on point to get towards graduation, to get that high GPA, to get that high SAT and ACT scores. So you have to be very consistent of what you do, taking care of your business, like I said, on and off the field. Off the field matters just as well as on the field matter. 
Awesome. All right. And so the persistent part, I think even if, like, let's just say your counselor puts you in two PE classes, you have to be able to be a voice to say, no, this is not going to work for me. This doesn't fit into my plan. <laughs> right. And you, and you have to check your schedule, check your schedule and talk to your counselors and go to your academic advisors and tell them, hey, this is what I want to do. I see that you put me in a course that's not going to go towards my core or my cumulative. Can is a way that we can get something else that can go towards my core or cumulative uh, scores. Right. This is about you helping you at right. this point. Exactly. That's the conversations that student athletes need to be having. Okay. Tip number 10 on this USA Today high school sports article is no regrets. No regrets. How do you get to the point where you have no regrets in your recruiting process? Well, as long as you do the things that tips one through nine have told you to do, (laughs) I think you can look back and say, I have no regrets. I did all the nine tips. Uh, I have a high GPA. I got a good cumulus. I passed the SAT and the ACT compared to my GPA. I'm doing the right things on the field. I'm doing the right things in the community. And it just comes to some guys just fall through the loop. Uh, Some guys is, uh, thinking that they should be Division One, where other coaches thinking something else. But you got to realize it's 52 states out there, and uh, we go everywhere to find that guy. Everybody is looking for that guy. It's not that it's so many that guys out there. And when you have the Georgia, Alabama, Florida, Florida State, uh, Michigan, Ohio State guys recruiting them, Texas, Texas A&M, you know, I tell guys all the time that. Any college, any free education is good no matter where you get it from. Now, we talked about this when you went live on Periscope a few days ago. We talked about the idea that even if you don't sign, it's not over. Like, it's not that football ends for you. There are there are options. Oh, there's plenty of options still out there. And that way you have to go, is, number one, is being persistent. Uh, you have to go and knock down some doors and knock on some doors and and send your tape and make your calls. And once you get out of school, get on the phone and set your plan of where is the diagram of the map. Get a USA map and say, I'm going to call these Pac-10 schools today. I'm going to call these FBS schools today. I'm going to call these FCS schools today. I'm going to call these division schools today, division two, division three schools today. So you have to get yourself out there uh, with the internet and the Uh, Twitters and stuff like that. Be positive on your Twitter page. I know we talked about earlier about social media. Uh, That's another tool that coaches look at. If you have a bad social media post of posting fights and guns and uh, you're... uh, Just negativity. Just negativity stuff that it kind of turns recruiters off. So it's a lot of stuff out there now that you can show positive and that will will get you, uh, you know, can help you. Because the reality is, no matter what school it is, if the student athlete didn't sign, several schools may have one or two spots that the person just didn't sign yet. No, it makes a lot of high, it makes a lot of college coaches nervous if you don't sign. <laughs> but they have a spot. <laughs> so that's that's true. You don't have to, but as a college coach, I would I would be very nervous if my top guy do not sign. I am looking to get him signed, sealed, and delivered onto campus. And if he don't, then I'm going to have to keep recruiting him, which 
uh, I don't mind it, but I will rather the recruiting process be over. That way I can go on me a little vacation. Absolutely. But there'll be spots. So student athletes don't give up in high school. I think that's important. And there's other routes. So if you graduate from high school without perhaps a place to sign, you could go junior college. Yeah, you can go junior college. There's other routes you can go. It's, it's a lot of routes out there. And my main thing is pick the best route for you. Absolutely. Because when I look at NFL players, their path, it's different. It crisscrossed. It went different directions. Some started in junior college and they're all the way in the pros and have like this decorated career. So it's just because you don't go the path you see people on Twitter (laughs) take, that doesn't mean anything. It's Again, it's like going to heaven. It's just about you. (laughs) That's it. Well, last year, uh, Super Bowl, there was not one five-star played in the Super Bowl. And this year, I have to check and see. But last year's Super Bowl, there's not one five-star played in the Super Bowl. So no matter if you start out of five or start out as one, if you're good, the NFL will find you. That's right. Very good advice. All right, Coach Dishman, is there anything else you want to add? I think this has been a lot of food for thought for our student-athletes. I appreciate you taking the time to just kind of open up your head and pour out all the recruitment. I know you love to recruit, so I'm glad you could – talk about it today yeah that's this is a fun time for coaches too uh, it's a stressful time but it's fun uh, be able to get that uh, that uh, email or that fax and say boom he has signed his NLI you know as coaches we go and hoop and holler and have fun and and stuff like that so it's an exciting time for coaches but uh, I just want to say uh, the goat skills sweatshirt right there is very live you know it's looking very <laughs> well, fresh you know, right I there. always wear the best <laughs> I always wear the best. All right. Well, that's it. I appreciate you. You guys, don't forget, you can always catch up with us, our Dish Happens podcast at GoatSkills.com. So please, please listen to all of us. Like, favorite, comment, share, do all of that great stuff. We're on social media. So connect with us on GoatSkills.com. You can get the apparel. You can wear the gear. You can just be all a part of greatness. How do I do? Great. All right. You guys take care. We're signing off. You've been listening to the Dish Happens podcast on the Jennifer Tebow radio channel brought to you by GoatSkills.com and the Tebow Company. Stay connected to us through GoatSkills.com, Tebow.org, and Apple Podcasts. This is the greatest of all time podcast. You won't want to miss it.